Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. Hello again. I'd like to talk to you about prayer, the perspective that we have in prayer, the power we have in prayer, and when people gather together in prayer. We're looking at the book of Acts, and it's such a beautiful story, but in Acts chapter 12, the mood music goes dark because there's a tragedy. One of the, the great three apostles, James, do you remember there was Peter, James, and John, Jesus's closest associates, and James is murdered for his faith. Let me read to you from Acts chapter 12 and verse 1. It says, Now about that time Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Just one little sentence for this momentous event. And we are suddenly reminded that persecution and conflict and this war, this spiritual battle is going on all the time. And James was killed for his faith. And we're going to see later how there is power in that. But just let's look at it from the perspective. The first thing we're looking at in prayer is the perspective of prayer. And we're going to look at it from the perspective of the world. Herod thinks he's so powerful because he can kill James. And the world says, what a tragedy. But we're going to see also from a different perspective. Verse 3 goes on. And because he saw, because Herod saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. So Peter is now arrested. Peter, James and John. James has been killed and now Peter has been arrested and Herod wants to kill him as well. But it's during the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the seven days after Passover, when it's a religious festival. And because Herod doesn't want to kill Peter in the middle of this festival, he keeps him in prison for a few days. Verse 4. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Four squads of soldiers was more than normal. Sometimes two, sometimes just one, but now there were four squads of soldiers. He was in a maximum security prison. Again, perspective from the world's point of view. What a tragedy. What a disaster. What a dark day. Peter has lost his friend, James. Peter has been arrested. Peter is facing death, almost certain death. He knows what Herod wants to do, and he knows that on the day after the Feast of Unleavened Bread has finished, he will be executed. From the world's point of view, a terrible situation, dark, foreboding, and hopeless. But through prayer, we have a different perspective. You know, there are three times in the book of Acts when people are put in prison and miraculously set free from prison. And it seems to be one of the things that God loves to do. He loves to set people free. In Acts 16, Paul and Silas were in jail and they praised God and all their chains fell off. Earlier on in Acts, they were miraculously set free. All the, the, the prisons open and they were set free. And here they, Peter is about to be set free. But the difference between the world's perspective of confinement, of being locked in, of being dark, in prison, no options, versus what God can do is what prayer gives us. Verse 5, 
Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Now, I'm sure Peter was praying to some degree, but the thing that was the most powerful was the prayer by the church. And this is where the people of prayer comes in. Prayer is a, is a, a team effort. And it's so wonderful when we pray for other people, sometimes far away from us, sometimes people we hardly know, sometimes those we know well. But when we pray together, when the people of God pray together, things change. There is a power released. And the church was praying. It says constant prayer. Some translations say fervent prayer. They were praying all the time and with great emotion. Prayer, prayer, prayer. How are we doing with prayer? Have you seen prayer as just a boring thing that maybe you try to do now and again? Or have you seen it as a way of changing your perspective, as a way of releasing power, and as a way of getting together with other people? Verse 6. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping. So it's the night before his execution. From the world's perspective, what would you be doing? What would most people be doing? They would be panicking. They would be fearful. They would be crying or they would be depressed or angry or grieving. It says that night Peter was sleeping. (laughs) <laughs> bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. So Peter is bound with chains. There are guards on either side of him. He can't even move his limbs. He can't get comfortable. Have you ever tried to sleep upright in a chair or maybe in an airplane? He was, he was in a situation in dire threat, terrible prognosis. The the future looked absolutely awful and he's uncomfortable and there are enemies chained to him. What is Peter doing? He's sleeping. Why is he sleeping? Because he's at peace, because he knows that his savior Jesus is with him. He knows that if he dies, he goes to heaven because Jesus has conquered death and risen again. He knows that God is working on his behalf and he has peace. He can sleep. You know, I compare this with the Peter of a a few uh, years before. Do you remember when Jesus was crucified, Peter said, Lord, even if you have to uh, go to death, I will die with you and I will will do it. And then he chickened out. He he, um, denied Jesus three times and he was so broken up by it. And Jesus had to come and heal him in John 21 and just help him and and work him through the grief and the fear and all the panic that he had. And now we see a changed Peter where he's seen the power of Christ through prayer. He's got a different perspective and he doesn't see the four walls, the stone walls of a prison. He doesn't see the guards standing next to him. He doesn't see the, the fear of a sword cutting his head off the following day. He sees the armies of God. (laughs) Do you remember in 2 Kings chapter 6, Elisha and his servant are being surrounded by enemies who want to attack them and take them prisoner. And the servant looks out and he's so fearful. And Elisha prays and he says, Lord, open the servant's eyes. And he says to the servant, those who are with us are more than those who are against us. And suddenly the servant's eyes are open and he sees on the hills surrounding the enemy armies, huge numbers of God's soldiers, God's angels and the hosts of heaven. And suddenly there is peace. That's what Peter had. You see, prayer gives us a different perspective. The world sees a dark prison with dark uh, enemies around 
and a future that is that is hopeless. But in God, we see light. We see God's soldiers around us. We see a future that is bright. And we have a God who is with us, who will never leave us, who gives Peter the peace to be able to sleep. While the church are not sleeping, they are praying fervently. Friends, prayer gives us a different perspective. Have you had that perspective? You say, how do I get it? You know, when we spend time in prayer, there's a, an amazing passage in 2 Corinthians 3, where it's comparing Moses, who used to be in God's presence, and he would talk to God. And when he came out, his face was shining. And it says, we have an even greater uh, relationship with God. And that glory that made Moses's face shine is not on the outside, it's on the inside. And because of that, as we spend time in prayer gazing on God's beauty, we are changed into that same image with ever-increasing glory, from glory to glory. And that is what prayer does. It changes you. It gives you a new perspective. You spend time just telling God how wonderful He is, just reciting verses that you know are true about God and His plan and His purposes, just praising Him, just thanking Him, thanking Him in the circumstance, but even thanking Him for the circumstance. Say, thank you, God. You are working this for good. You are working it in me to make me more like Christ. You're working it as a witness for others. You are working, God, and I'm praising you, and I'm thanking you, and I'm loving you and trusting you, and I know that you overcame death, and nothing is impossible for you. You get a new perspective, and that is what prayer can do. But the second thing about prayer is it releases power. Prayer releases power. In that dark prison cell, Peter had no power of his own. He was powerless and restricted. But there was, there was no earthly way of him overcoming the situation. But God released a power. In verse 7, it says, Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him. Now this is Peter's encounter with the power of God. And it came in the form of an angel. You know, God can work in many ways. He can change circumstances. He has the power to change circumstances. He can also use angels. He can use other Christians. Uh, there's many ways he can work in a situation to release his power. Romans 8 verse 26 says, we don't know how we should pray, but the Spirit helps us. And that word helps means takes hold of situations with us against the enemy. The Spirit takes hold with us against the enemy in our weakness and intercedes for us with groanings that we can't express in words. The Holy Spirit prays with us and through us, and that help, that power is released, sometimes in the form of angels, sometimes in other forms. In Psalm 103, it talks about angels and it says, Bless the Lord, you as angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Angels are listening for when you and I are praying and praising. And as we say his word, God, you'll never leave me or forsake me. God, all things are possible for you. God, you have a plan to prosper me and not to harm me, to give me a hope and a future. Uh, God, you want your word to go out to all nations. And then the end will come. As we start saying his word, the angels are listening and they are working. Hebrews 1 says that they are ministering spirits to help us. Verse 14 of Hebrews 1. Are they not all ministering spirits, these angels, sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? 
So sometimes God uses angels and many other ways. In this case, it was an angel. Peter wasn't aware what was going on. He thought maybe he was dreaming. And in verse 7, Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. You see, God releases his supernatural power. There, there was no light source from a natural point of view, but God's light shines. When we pray, power is released. And the angel struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly, and his chains fell off his hands. Sometimes we miss God because we think he has to be nice. But sometimes the solution is not nice. It's hard work. Sometimes it's a little bit jarring. Sometimes a fellow Christian will say to you something that you find offensive. Brother, why are you going to those places? Why are you with that person? Uh, have you prayed about this? Have you thought about this? And, and it feels like a Somebody striking us on the side and we say, oh, that's not nice. But sometimes it's the Lord. And the angel struck him on the side and said, arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. <laughs> Proverbs 27 verse 6 says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Friend, don't be put off God's help because sometimes a person says it or it comes in a form that is not candy coated and sweet and nice. We've got to look for God, what God is doing in the midst of the situation we're in. And the angel strikes him, must have been sore to be hit by an angel, but it was necessary for him to participate in this rescue mission. Chains fell off his hands. The angel said to him, gird yourself, tie on your sandals. So he did, and he said, put on your garment and follow me. We would have hoped that the angel would be all nice and say, oh dear Peter, I'm sorry you've had this horrible situation. Let me cuddle you, comfort you, let me help you through. Let me explain the, what's going on behind the scenes. No, no. Sometimes there is time for action. And in verse 9, so he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they were past the first and the second guard posts, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. Friends, power is released. When we pray, power is released. There is an amazing set of verses in Revelation chapters 5 to 8, where it talks about prayer and it talks about a different perspective on what's happening. In Revelation 5 and verse 8, it says, Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. In heaven there are creatures or beings with bowls full of your prayers. And it says full. The bowl gets full and then it's offered to God. In Revelation 8 and verse 3, it says, Then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire, again it's full, filled it with fire from the altar 
This is the altar in heaven. There is an altar like a temple in heaven. There is an altar there. Prayers, our prayers are offered up to God. And then the, the power of God is put into that same container. Took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar and threw it to the earth. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings and an earthquake. Friends, that's the power of heaven being released when we pray. There's just one other thing I need to tell you about this altar and these prayers. In Revelation 6 and verse 9, it says, When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth. James was praying as well. Now, I don't believe in the saints praying for us or us praying to the saints. But I want to tell you that when somebody dies for the Lord, there is a release of power from heaven that benefits the rest of us because the sacrifice that they've given of their lives is something that releases power. In Daniel, we see Daniel praying in chapter 10. And for three weeks, he's fasting and praying. And at the end of three weeks, an angel comes to him and says, I was sent on the first day you started praying, but then I was opposed and, and I was fighting with some demonic forces and I broke through. And now here's the answer. Friends, there's a battle going on. The perspective of prayer is that we see there's power released, but we're fighting an enemy who wants to attack and kill the Christians, who wants to stop the spread of the gospel. But when we pray, especially when we pray with others and we fill those bowls in heaven, then the fire of God is thrown back to earth. And that's what Peter experienced. Now, I don't know why James didn't experience that. You know, there are mysteries, even in the New Testament, we see the church had setbacks and sometimes they were hugely victorious and other times they were pushed back because we're in a war. A war means there is somebody fighting back against us and we shouldn't be discouraged by that. We should realize that Christianity is muscular, is confrontational. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven advances violently and violent men take hold of it. There is an element to the kingdom of God where, just like it says in James, resist the devil and he will flee from you. There is a fight going on. I don't know if it was James's time to die. I don't know if it wasn't. But all I do know is that the prayers of the saints, and we're going to see who was praying in a minute, but the prayers of the saints, along with Peter's prayer and thanksgiving, released power and heaven broke in the the power the the power of the fire from the altar broke into that prison cell right let's read on verse 12 so when peter had considered this he came to the house of mary the mother of john whose surname was mark where many were gathered together praying it was in a house church prayer meeting it says many were gathered, but in a house, you probably could only fit 20, maybe 30 at the most. Uh, it was a reasonably big prayer meeting, but that was enough. That bowl in heaven was filled by the prayers of those people, and they were gathered together praying. As Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. Imagine this little girl. She's a servant girl. She's probably nobody important in the church. But she sees the answer 
the fire of heaven being thrown down to earth. Verse 14, when she recognized Peter's voice because of her gladness, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. She knew it was Peter. She understood. She had faith. She saw the answer. And friend, any one of us can see the answers. We gather with other Christians, but it's not just the mighty and the great who see answers to prayer. God's power is available for every single one of us. Verse 15, they said to her, you're beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said it is his angel. Isn't it interesting that they had faith to pray, but not that much faith. They didn't think Peter was going to be released. And yet their prayers were answered. Friend, be encouraged. We don't have to have perfect faith. We just fight the fight that God has given us the best we can. Verse 16, Peter continued knocking. We sometimes think if it's God, then everything will be easy. The angel won't hit me. Um, I won't be confused. They'll open the door. Everything will flow smoothly. I'll just know and have the sense of peace. But can we? you see from this story that it's a fight and a confusing fight at times. And, and Peter's knocking and the door is not getting open. And yet he continues knocking because the Christians understood it's not only when it's all nice and easily aligned that it's God's will. We still keep doing what God is calling us to do. He continued knocking. They opened the door. They saw him. They were astonished. But motioning to them with his hand to keep silent, he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, go and tell these things to James and to the brethren. Who's James? This is Jesus's brother, James. Not the, the James who was killed. This is Jesus's half-brother, James, who was leading the church. As soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers about what had become of Peter. Herod had searched for him and not found him, examined the guards and commanded that they should be put to death. And then Herod went down and he gave a speech and he was claiming glory for God and God struck him dead and he died. And it's actually written in the Roman history books about Herod's demise. But can you see the perspective of prayer? From the earthly perspective, Herod is the big man in charge. From God's perspective, it's God who has the power. From the earthly perspective, Peter and the church are huddled. They're in little rooms. They have no relevance, no importance, no power. From God's perspective, they have access to heaven and all the power of heaven and the fire of heaven. Your perspective changes. Your perspective changes when you have prayer. Then the power of God is released. He wants us to engage with him, with groans that we can't express in words. Romans 8, 26 says, we're praying with the spirit. He's helping us, but we're praying. We're saying, Lord, I'm praying about this person, this situation. And as we're praying, the bowls in heaven are getting filled. We're linking up with people, the people of prayer, perspective of prayer, the power of prayer, but the people of prayer. We're getting together with others and together we're seeing power released. Friend, can I ask you, what is it that you are coming up against? Maybe it's not a physical prison. Maybe it's not physical shackles or physical soldiers. But you know, in every battle that we face, it's not physical things we're fighting against. It's the spiritual forces. And there is an enemy who's trying to hinder you, who's trying to uh, intimidate you and hold you back. And we need to say, God, I'm going to have your perspective. I'm going to be filled with your peace. I'm going to fight in prayer and I'm going to trust you. I'm going to read your word so that I know what the reality is, not just what I can see with my eyes and hear with my ears. I'm going to see what the true picture is like. 
just like Elisha's servant. I want my eyes open so that I can see that those who are with me are more than those who are against me. And then I'm going to praise you and I'm going to pray and I'm going to groan in prayer and I'm going to get together with others and we're going to fervently and constantly pray and see your power released. What is it that you're struggling with today? Get a hold of the promises of God. Understand his word. Know that you're doing what God wants you to do. And then speak against those things. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And when it doesn't happen immediately, keep praying. Keep on praying. Daniel prayed for three weeks. The bowl is getting filled up in heaven. Pray and pray. Pray with others. Pray without ceasing. Push in prayer. Pray until something happens. Father God, I thank you so much that you've given us this access to heaven and to a new perspective and to your power and that we can pray together with other people. I thank you, God, and I pray that you would help all of us to use this amazing tool more. Father, just as they did in the book of Acts, help us to be a people of prayer. Help us to fight the good fight and not to be lazy, but to keep on praying and to keep on persevering until we see your kingdom come. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.